Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I am joined by Andy Germuka, he, him. Number one, Palm to Ollie, Stan Cullen, Ashley, he, him. Emilio Diaz, he, him. <laughs> Folks. Get excited. Mm-hmm. It's the all the glitz and glamour you've come to expect from Can I Kick It. It's yeah. time for the 2020 Can I Kick It Juried Awards. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Did not prep the name ahead of time. Awards is what I would have gone with. I think it's just called the 2020 Can I Kick It Awards. Yeah. Sure. The Canies. Hmm... <laughs> The uncannies, maybe. Ooh. Okay, Andy. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to bring some energy to the. All right, so yeah, it's a wonderful night. All right, um, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we're doing the same thing we did last year, where we're 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 decided on a slate of uh, best movies of the previous year. This is, you know, unlike the, the the jury we did two weeks ago, we've seen all these movies. I know, yeah. <laughs> now I have, like, a reason to be a whiny baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we have a slate of uh, 27-ish movies this year. Um, yeah. I don't know why you're saying ish. That's the number. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> we maybe don't want to have that conversation. But um, the... Uh, what a scumbag! <laughs> what a piece of garbage! Uh, and so, yeah, we're gonna get going. I guess we didn't decide ahead of time if anyone was gonna be the de facto president to who had no. to like who to decide like if there's any stalemates. What we're moving forward yeah, with? Yeah, I mean, the president is calling. We didn't have one last week. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think we should say also uh, the awards we're doing this year are a bit different. Uh, we're doing Palm Pre Jury screenplay and director like we did last year uh but we're just doing two leads and two supportings yes yep for that and then we're you know allowed to give a couple of special awards right i think last year i wrote the uh palm the cullen or something like that uh but never gave it to anything so maybe this year something will get it Maybe. Did we give a palm to doo last year? I don't remember. Oh, I think we may have. I should look at the list. I mean, my palm to doo is going to be different than everyone else's. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like me and Cullen could agree on a palm to doo though. Ooh, interesting. I don't we'll even have know to, what yeah, We'll be. have to get into it. Um, um, oh. Yeah. Oh, I know. What, okay. Um, all right. So... Uh, oh, and if you want to, if you want to take a look, if you want to take a look at what is eligible, the list is currently on Jesse's letterbox. Maybe we can have her clone oh, yeah, it onto the, onto the onto the podcast letterbox. Yeah, um, 
that are, we'll yeah, we can right. We we away. pay for pro for the for the for the yeah we podcast do. Um, <laughs> uh, um yeah. So, I guess without further ado, does anyone have a strong pitch they want to start out with? Um, first cow palm dolly. Interesting. <laughs> a great movie, I think. Uh, a good one. On my list of like 10 that I have ranked, it's like my number 10. <laughs> hmm. uh, it's like there for me also. Palm Dolly is an interesting one to start with. I, I don't uh, think it, it's like I think you we have to work our way from the top down. because then it's From like, the top down? Yeah. I mean. Because then if there's like so, a good, yeah. Good performance My number one in a best movie, then you don't want to give it like a performance award and then it not be eligible for like the best award. Yeah. My submission for Palm Dolly, like clear best movie of the year in my opinion. Let them all talk. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I can really get on board with Let Them All Talk as the Palm Dolly winner. I, yeah. that's something I like it feels right to me for reasons that I can't. Amelia's doing stinker. Stinky banana from Emilio. <laughs> um or not really. More like, is this milk off? Skeptical. Instead of yeah. stinky banana? Yeah. <laughs> I think I like First Cow more than Let Them All Talk. Wow. Okay. Wow. Do you have a submission? I, mean, I like, do too. Do you have anything that's like in between those of like... I... Uh, or sorry. I mean, this is maybe a little boring. I feel like the movie we could most all agree on that it's pretty good to great is never rarely, sometimes, always. I think that is one of them. I think there's like two others that fit that category. I thought Let Them All Talk was one. Um, yeah. Uh, Never Really Sometimes Always is maybe similar to First Cow for me where I'm like, if I made a list of ten, yeah. it would be at the bottom. I think it's, yeah. Um, The one that I think is similar to, uh, in line with what you're saying, Amelia, of like one that we all basically like a lot or love uh, lovers rock. Um, yeah, I mean, I love uh, it, but that's the one I'm a little more. See, this like is... it would not be towards the top of my. And list then Andy, like... I think we, I think I know what yours is. What would your be? Yours be for yours? Well, I mean, like if it was just me, I would say Bad Education is the one that I would give the palm to. But I know that's probably not gonna fly. That would feel silly to me. <laughs> silly. Great. Love I, to be silly. I I'm a silly I, guy. I maybe like bad education more than let them all talk. Also, but uh, um, I 100% don't. But I'm, I think I'm bad education over first cow. Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Yeah, it sounded like um, bad education. I guess <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh. What about Kajillionaire? Kajillionaire, I like a lot. Also. Yeah, and there's um, there's a lot of movies on this list that I like a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, I would you know I would make a pitch for Minari. I would make a pitch for Vast of Night, which I know some of those are not gonna. Vast of go Night for. is not one of the movies I would think. Say it, I'm thinking of ending things would be in my in that in my also falls into the category of Vast of Night. <laughs> um, Martin Eden. Uh, yeah, I'd be very happy with that. Uh, Emma with one M. City Hall. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy with City Hall. City Hall, I have in other spots also. 
City Hill's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. This is a great start. <laughs> yeah, we're just naming movies, and then everyone's going, eh! Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so, I guess... Yeah. When I think about the year, trying to represent 2020 as best as possible, I guess, the reason I guess I sort of gravitate to thinking about let them all talk is the number one is like it like it's a movie that like premiered on a streaming service is like a movie that um is pretty small scale and isolated in setting but still manages to sort of have that like the energy of of sort of movement and moving forward that is like kind of or, or like has has both the energy of both like stasis and moving forward of like the stasis of like what I feel this year sort of was and the moving forward of like what I want from from something this year I don't know I'm getting very metaphorical with this obviously but it just sort of has like an energy that I feel like like it represents 2020 to me in a way I mean, that yeah. many other movies don't, even though it's not necessarily, like, my favorite movie of the year. But it's one that I feel like would be well re representative of the year. Sure. Here's the thing. Yeah, I'd be... I'm sort of... It's weird about this year in movies where it's, like, there's, like, almost nothing that I'm, like, super passionate about. So if you three agree on let them all talk I'm more than willing to be pushed aside it's like the movies I really love are never rarely sometimes always Lovers Rock and Martin Eden and for some reason or another they don't seem to be able to happen because of some I of mean, the other ones that you so I'm I'm glad to be like sure let them all talk even though I, 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 that's a movie that I think is like pretty good it's like I don't I never really it's like it, it sort of has a twist towards the end that I think for some people it's, it sort of like bowled them over or like really locked it in for them and for me it sort of like further isolated me and I just like that mm -hmm. was never really like emotionally on board I just found it like charming so but I'm willing to give the palms all to a movie I just find charming yeah uh the ones you mentioned of like Martin Eden, uh, never really, sometimes, always. Uh, both of those, I a hundred percent like. Oh, and Lovers Rock, like all of those, I could see giving it to as well. Like never rarely being like the lowest, but then also like uh, two of those I have in lead of like I think Marinelli and Flanagan are like undeniably two of the best performances of the year, and. Uh, I think, like, there's, like, a, a ton of representation uh, elsewhere for those, where it's, like, let them all talk. I also have everywhere, just because it's my favorite movie. <laughs> but, like, um, that, like, I definitely get Andy saying that it feels, like, the most, uh, like, sort of representative. Like, people were talking about, like, what the best quarantine movie is, and I'm, like, 100% it's let them all talk. They're locked on this boat the whole time. And it just, like, everything about it is, like, like gives me such like just the vibes of like how I felt this year and I don't know like 
It's something just like too uh, Not ethereal But like I just can't like put into words Like how I just felt like I had been living that movie for the past Like 10 months or whatever Yeah Alright But I mean if, if, if Emilio is amenable And like Yeah Emilio wants, do you uh, have like uh, a let me propose. Sure. Uh, Jesse's got a famous a one of her famous one. propositions. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is like this is this is my uh, gambit at being the dark waters of like everyone Uh-oh. being like, "Ooh, that's cool." <laughs> yeah. The Grand Bazaar. I mean, I like the Grand Bazaar. It's like a movie that I don't really have any uh, passion for. Like. Sure. That is, like, a movie that I think is, like, cool, but I don't think about okay. it ever. <laughs> Alright. I love The Grand Bazaar and would be would be very happy to see it recognized. I'll say that. I certainly like it more than Let Them All Talk. But, uh... It's, I mean, look, we don't need to, like, get into, like, why I don't really like Grand Bazaar, but it's just I have, like, trouble connecting to those, like... Like the Harvard, like uh, what are the Senso Ethnography Lab or whatever? Oh, it's so much better than this. I mean, I like those also. Like, it's like a movie that I think is good. It's just like I don't really get a ton out of it, other than like this is like cool. It's like saying something like without saying anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll get to a movie where I sort of feel that way about it. So interesting, interesting. So I mean, uh, I mean, you said you like. Um, I don't know if this is like something we'd want to do in pre or jury for Grand Bazaar, but like if that or like mm-hmm. you had like you said you like it a lot, Amelia. There's like somewhere else you'd want to push for that if we're doing what the Multalk and Palm. Yeah. Do you, or do you have another like another pitch of like something in a different award that you like would really like to see, Emilio? Feel free to get. To get spicy. <laughs> if I were to get spicy, because I think it's because it's like it's no, there's no point in me arguing for like Lovers Rock and Never Really Sometimes Always and Martin Eden because I know all of you like those movies and they they will find them very easy. So I need to ram in a purely Emilio yeah. pick. Right, do it, make it happen. So I would say. Christopher Nolan best director. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One of the worst movies of the year. Uh, Andy, uh, he was we were talking earlier, he was like uh he's like I don't really like Tenet at all and I was like, "Oh, right." <laughs> but it's well directed. Is it? You're in the fucking director is totally different than you love when you can say oh I don't like that movie but great direction right <laughs> this is not when Andy I mean Andy I, likes... <laughs> I do like when I can say that unfortunately Tenet is not a movie that I can say that about <laughs> listen I, I, Christopher Nolan for director I recently rewatched it and it slaps it bangs it's like again it's not in the like the lovers rock uh never really sometimes always martin eden tier for me but in terms of just a movie i have fun thinking about and have fun watching and it's just like a lot of dumb bullshit then it's like very high up there for me and it's like so obviously it's not a screenplay movie because the movie doesn't have characters (laughs) but yeah (laughs) 
Let's get temporal pincers. Like, they have, I yeah, mean, it's very well constructed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If we want, sort of combination if we want, if we want to give it a screenplay award, I'd, I'd I'd rather give it director than screenplay. <laughs> yeah, there's no. We're not recognizing the screenplay. Temporal pincer, <laughs> uh, temporal pincer movement is better than any line and let them all talk. So that's not true. But it's improvised. <laughs> it's not even on my list for screenplay. Uh. Andy, what do we give you now to get Tenet and director, or Nolan and director? Oh, God. Uh, Jesus. I switched from a pen to a pencil so I can soft pencil things in now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. God, it's just like. Because I like that. I like the energy of Nolan there, even though that movie is like, I think I'm kind of mid on it. Um but I like, like Amelia was saying, the spiciness of it. I think it's funny to like see amongst our other like what I'm guessing are the nominees are if we're already talking about the Grand Bazaar. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah. I mean, Tenet like it's like my least favorite movie on this list of that we're of things that we're considering. It just bums me out. It's, it's like it's like my it's like my fourth favorite. I'll say that. No, um, it's like my fifth or sixth. Yeah. Um, I guess, I think my slightly more amenable pitch, I guess, would be Grand Bizarre Best Director, Jody Mac Best Director. I mean, I like that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's fun. Um, it's just I've, I'm just looking at this list, and I just keep right. seeing movies that I'm just like, I guess. That's my take on this list that of movies. Is, it's, it's just like, sure. Yeah, like, a lot of these movies are not, like, close for me. For, like, there's, like, five or six that I'm, like, I like these a lot. And the rest are, like, yeah, like, I think, you know, Dick Johnson is Dead is fine. <laughs> I think The Five Bloods is, like, a solid. I think one of those movies is a lot better than the other. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like a weird year. For, like, I f- maybe am most positive on the movies of this year out of everyone. Like, I feel like in my I mean, own I this like list, the movies of this year. You do or don't like the movies of this I year? I do. No, yeah. Uh, similarly, like my list of like, like my personal list. Yeah. I, it's like you have to go down to like the 30s before it's like I don't really like have an opinion. Or, or not that I don't have an opinion. I don't really like. I'm not super passionate about. Like, yeah. I lo- I love a lot of movies this year. Right. I feel I like yeah, not. my top like 40 to 45 or whatever are all movies that I like. I'm like these are really good movies. Like it's like a I feel like a very deep bench personally, um, which I know Amelia feels differently. Um, yeah, that's why again with with like let them all talk as a per- I, I I just like let it slide because it's like as the person who's like the least passionate about all these films, I'm the more willing to be like sure whatever this is. Let them all talk is the best movie of 2020. Sounds right. I mean, yeah, sure. it sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so if we penciled Nolan in in director, then. I would maybe want uh, Jackman in lead. I mean, I that's think that's good. a great performance. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, that's, that's a good performance. That seems good to me. 
we can make okay. Jackman happy. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna like because bad education, like I have it penciled or penciled, in. I have it written down like for what I'd give it in a few spots. Um, it's one of those movies like uh, with like a, such a good ensemble that it's like you could do like a bunch of ties, like yeah, or not a bunch of ties, but like one award for like seven people or whatever, um, right? In supporting, and I I remember uh, thinking Viswanathan was like incredible when I when I watched it. It's been it's been since we like did our episode on it. That I saw, but Jackman is like, I think like maybe right. his best performance. It's probably ever. his best performance. I like a lot. Like, I mean, he has like a couple of. Mo- there's like Wolverine mode, which is like I, he's generally like fine. Uh, and then there's like Greatest Showman mode or whatever, which I think is fun. But like, yeah, it's like as far as like straight up just acting performances from him, I think like it's probably yeah. his best. Yeah. It's like it's uh, slightly edges out Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nolan's so, best movie certainly. Um, top three, no. top four maybe. Uh, <laughs> when are we going to get to the? I'm thinking of ending things of it all. <laughs> because I know I don't see Jesse letting us go without getting it something. It would be great if it got something, and you have now gotten your top movie. I mean, look. <laughs> I would also, like, if we're doing two leads, like, putting Buckley in also in lead, I would be, like, excited about. Boofa. Yeah, that would be good. I I don't know. You brought really, it up. <laughs> you I, I brought it up because, like, I'm like, where do we want it? But, like... <laughs> That's the first suggestion. I mean, all the suggestions are going to be, like, oofs for me. I'm just... I right. Just I mean, like, you want me to say the screenplay? You'll also go, like, ooh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think there's a lot of performances that are better than Buckley. Screenplay is, like, a category for this list that I'm, like, not super into. Right. Then do we want to pencil it in in screenplay? I'm, like, fine with that. That's, like, where I like it best. <laughs> Is it just... Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, that's the boring place to give it an award, but if that's the place we're going to give it an award, totally fine with me. Emilio, thoughts, feelings, impressions? I'm thinking of anything that the movie I liked. I am fine with this award. That is my thoughts Great. and feelings on this latest occurrence. Great. So right now... Everything that we don't have anything penciled in for, pre and jury, uh, and two of our supportings and one of our leads. Right. So I have a pitch for the other lead award that I feel very strongly about. Okay. Uh, Tally Metal and Norma Kulig. I have Metal on my list. Um, I do. I love. Uh, multiple people for the same movie award. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. That's a good place to put 14, I think. Yeah, those are two yes. nice performances. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, like, they have so much of the movie is on them. Yeah, yeah that's the place where I'm like, I know everyone else likes 14, but I figured that would be, like, a good place to put it yeah. as my favorite movie. Metal is, like, 100% my favorite part of that movie. Um, 
I mean, they're they're. Now, I'm amenable to it being just one of them, but like. I know. I, I love. I love both. both. I, I like. I okay, love both as the okay. award. I'm just saying. Um, as someone who's like softer on that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So in giving that lead, we've knocked out. Um, I hesitate to say this, but it does look like Emilio had something to say. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'm just like, when's the Martin Eden of it all going to come in? That's... So uh, I'm like, I think Martin Eden should win something more than an acting award. I was going to say, because Flanagan and Marinelli were my, like, uh, two of, like, my leads that I, like, like a lot. Um, and I'm thinking... Right, yeah, you said that about Flanagan and Marinelli, and I was kind of like, oh, both of those movies I'd rather award somewhere other than acting. What about like whatever order we want to do it in, <laughs> pre and jury for Martin yeah, Ed and Never fine. Rarely, Sometimes Always. That's acceptable. I would push for Never Rarely pre Martin Ed and Jury, but that's fine for me. I prefer the other order, but I that's... think I as well would prefer the other order. <laughs> but Amelia. I'm not gonna be a deciding vote. <laughs> I mean, it, I'd be weird as a deciding vote because I r- like them a lot and about the same. Yeah, I mean, similar. I think they're both like on my personal top ten. Maybe never really is edged out. Never by, really has just been edged out of my top ten by uh, City Hall. Yeah, never rarely I have in my top ten. Martin Eden, I is like in the middle of my list. I. Yeah, you're wrong on this and one. The Andy. Other, Martin the Eden is, is incredible. That- the, yeah, it's so good. The other thing is that there can be a tie somewhere because I'm there looking at it and tie. I'm like, because I'm like, I think there has to be a tie in jury prize because there's a couple of movies that can't win an acting award that I'm like, I'd like to get one of. Them. So, I would, so I would like to get City Hall or Grand Bazaar in, and I think that would call for a tie in jury. Prize. Yeah, that's. I would prefer one of those movies a lot over the other, and it's probably not the one that you all would. Oh, that's yeah, fine. I mean, City Hall. I assume it's Grand Bazaar. I I slightly prefer City Hall, but I don't have a strong preference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I probably... I would be upset if City Hall did not get anything. I This what is if... maybe a little harsh, but this is something I was thinking of earlier, that I think I'm being punked by the Wiseman thing. It's like, I really appreciate oh. his movies as, like, as like <laughs> journalism and as, like... Right. It's like depictions of these things happening, but if yeah. I, it's like if, any, if anybody tells me that they like are connecting with it emotionally and like are like being super moved by it, or it's like really doing something for them, I'm just like, really? <laughs> I'm no. not yeah. moved by it emotionally. Usually, I'm just like, ooh, this is so cool. This is such a great way to get information. Yes, it's a. I love. Point, he makes. pointing a camera at people talking it's yeah it's it is unbelievable to me like how i like it feels like he's not there like i don't see how these people like just do everything like the same with the cameras like it it there's like no one's like putting on airs for the camera in such a way that i'm like i don't know how he like is so like just in it and like uh City Hall doesn't super move me emotionally. I, like, am incredibly invested in it. And, like, I could watch, like, pillow shots of just, like, Boston things happening for, like... I mean, I did watch it for five hours. Here's a pitch. 
Here's a pitch. Uh, jury prize. Grand Bazaar and City Hall. Grand prize. Pre whatever. Uh, uh, Martin Eden. Never really, sometimes, always achievement in neo realism. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> is that what it won at Sunday? There's, yeah, that's what yes. it won at Sunday. We can just. I, I think mean, it would look, be funny to roll that forward <laughs> to be like, yeah. Yeah. Wait, you nail it, you nail it. <laughs> yep, yeah, nail it. Um, sure. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess to say my piece on City Hall. Like it's hard for me not to like is like whatever I, my one liner letterbox or you also like it's hard for me not to think about it in conversation with Steve James's City So Real the uh, the TV series mm-hmm. yeah, about I wish I Chicago yeah I wish I'd seen yeah that. which I think is similarly excellent and you like feel the director like a mm-hmm. little more in that one I would say like you sometimes hear them asking questions and stuff yeah um, in the episode I yeah. And yeah, it's just like it's like I I appreciate the ambition of a project like I'm going to try to capture the dynamics of this whole system that you're going for. I like and like City Hall I think is good. City So Real I think like knocked me back a little more in in like if if I'm thinking of like what my reactions sure. were whereas City Hall I was just like hey this is like really cool and interesting and like it's holding my interest for this whole four and a half hour runtime or whatever like uh... yeah I mean City So Real is more uh it's about a right it's like a dynamic setting inter- right because it's about time right. in the city because it's election, about the election yeah. as opposed to just like this time right uh, or just just know, like, like what this institution October is right through... yeah rough through the beginning of 2019. Right. It's definitely, like, they have slightly different goals, and, like, that's fine, and, like, admirable. Yeah. Um, uh, like... I would maybe even see very yes. different goals. Um, yeah, it's like I say, it's like, I, this is not a dislike. I, and like, again, I really appreciate it as, like, journalism. I was, like, sitting here and, like, figuring out, like, the way that these like these systems work and see these people talk for real like I appreciate it I do not dislike City Hall I just like would be lying if I like felt the art if I said it's like felt the art in it or it like moved me or swayed me or like really like connected with me deeply beyond a like oh that's really interesting I mean, yeah, that's how I am with Grand Bazaar though <laughs> like Grand Bazaar is yeah. like oh well, it's like okay, cool colors so... and like cool music but like that's not like Anything right. Really, I so, think. like, <laughs> do you guys kind of the three of you have supporting picks then that you feel strongly about? Obviously, um, you can't each have one now. Yeah, but. I um, was thinking about uh, Minari for supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, both. I like uh, Yunya Jung. I as also. The grandma. I mean, my thought. My thought has been ensemble for Minari is to give it an ensemble award sure. that we could put it in supporting it. Yeah. Well. There's a bunch of great ensembles this year. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, one that I have um, that I would imagine would get blocked by at least one of us. Uh, one of my favorite performance of the year, like full stop, uh, and a great supporting performance, Mia Goth and Emma. <laughs> She's so good. Uh, in that one of movie. the funniest I love performances her in, that movie. in the entire what? year. 
I don't understand what you're saying. The words are it's, not. Your dislike of Emma is insane. That like you said it's not a movie. I don't even dislike it. It's just like doesn't register for That's me. That's so crazy. What's not to register? It's like so like bold and big and like yeah, kitten. bouncy. What? Yeah, it's so good. What? Goth is so so funny in it. Um, yeah. And like she's so good. There's a few performances like hers that I really like this year. Rodriguez yeah, Gina Rodriguez would be another one that I would be like. Um, yeah, Seyfried in Mank, I like love. Um, and Mank is another one with like an ensemble where it's like Arliss Howard and like uh, you know Kingsley and um, the guy who plays brother the brother and like you know uh, Mank. It's me, Orson Welles. I can't think of his Tom name Burke. right now from the Souvenir. Tom Burke. Yeah, like there's like a lot of great like few scenes and um and my, I, I, uh, yeah. another one i have is stolbarg and shirley who i like a lot mm-hmm. bozeman into five bloods sure. who i like a lot yeah um, i love uh malachi kirby and mangrove i think that that, that yeah, was he, gonna be my that was gonna be my favorite. i had him in lead but like um, not the point like that was that's another that's a very seriously point anything out but this list is white as hell and i'm struggling to see where lover's rock is gonna fit in and i'm gonna get that's the one where it's like lover's rock has to be uh, on this list yeah. or it's not it's just yeah. like this isn't mm-hmm. a list sure yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah i had i mean yeah there's like a lot of spots i have lover's rock um a lot of the small I mean not we didn't all see all the small X movies did we I've seen all of them we only yes. saw, yeah I have only seen uh, Mangrove and Lover's Rock okay okay um yeah like that was one I had for lead was like the entire like uh Letitia Wright Sean Parks Malachi Kirby of uh Mangrove like that's like a another great ensemble um and I had uh, Amara J. St. Aubin from Lover's Rock, who I think is, like, really spectacular in lead. There's one – damn it. Now I'm looking at my lead list, and there's, like, other stuff that we don't have. I think Mariana D. Girolamo from Emma is, like, a performance from, like, that we – like, we watched that movie, like, early this year or early last year, and it has, like, not left me at all. She is, like, so good in that movie. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very good performance that is, I mean, not, certainly I don't like as much as Madeline Cooley. Yeah. I would put it on, like, about the level of Jackman. That is... But, like, yeah, I'm not like, oh, no, we left her off. Um, That's Jimmy's... maybe my favorite performance of the it's, Yeah, DJ Lama. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... She's, she's so good. Um... <laughs> There are things that are hard to divorce from. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Listen, the coward's way out would be to put Steve McQueen in director, actually, but that's a super coward's move, and I'm not going to agree to it. So, <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I mean, that's, like, obviously the best place, I feel like, to put uh, those movies. I mean, but, uh, I mean, if you want to... I get not wanting to be so conventional yeah. as to say... It's insane that he made, like, five, like, solid to incredible movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he made a TV series. Um, <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> the whole is greater than You're the sum the of its parts. this anyway. year. <laughs> Andy's <laughs> opinions get the palm to do-do. Um, um, 
could we give an ensemble award to Lover's Rock, maybe? Is that, I mean... I mean, I think it's well-performed. That's a weird thing. Yeah, it's... I think that, when I think of that, I think more of, like, direction and, like, cinematography. And then I have it, like, and special awards, like, best music. I mean, this Um, is, like, too obvious. We could give it a music supervision award. uh, I, for the, like, I think... Uh, Mangrove is the more like actory of the two where I'm like yes, an ensemble makes correct. more sense for Mangrove like yes um, I would I would disagree yes. with music supervisional I think I again it's my favorite movie of the year it's one of the right. few things I'm passionate mm-hmm. about I also think like the music supervision thing is like slightly reductive of what I enjoy about it sure yeah yeah that's true. Um, it, so if it's not allowed in director, where would you put I mean, it I then? think it's boring. Again, it's like, it's the thing, it just like, it makes too much sense there. And right. Also I get why you're, much- I understand why you're saying it, but what are the alternatives? I mean, I think like, I guess, then it's like, cut the docks from Jury put lovers rock there <laughs> but then i think we gotta put uh the tie as uh wiseman and mac for director and drop nolan <laughs> so here's what i'll say if i like what we have you can pick anything in supporting and i'll just be like sure if you start trying to move stuff around then I'll become a stinky baby about first cow. Needing something? Okay. Yeah. I mean... I, I just don't think... I think I mean, again, it's like... Mangrove is good. I like Mangrove. But it's like... Apart from it being a small X thing, it just like doesn't register on the same level as Lover's Rock for me. So like giving Mangrove yeah. a supporting award does nothing for me in terms of what I enjoy about Lover's Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess, yeah. What is the other pitch for Lover's I guess it's, it is putting it I'm willing in. to drop Mac and and Wiseman, Wiseman. And, and then just put just make that tie first cow and lovers rock injury yeah I guess that's fine I mean ugh. what is pre pre we have Martin Eden oh like such an obvious thing mm. yeah sure um, the third best movie on this yeah. Um, I look. I I guess just to say, like, I don't have anything really against Martin Eden. It just like did not stick with me at all. Like, I can't remember a thing about that movie, and I when I after I watched it. So that's like, I don't like. I I thought it was fine. Uh, I like watched it. and Was like, this is like, this has got some interesting stuff or whatever. It just like has not stuck with me in any way. Uh, is the unfortunate thing about that well, movie. Andy me. hates Italians. We all know this. Yeah. yeah. You don't like the politics of it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, Colin, what did you explain to me what the politics of Martin Eden are? Yeah, that's not what the joke is. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be if it's a tie in Jerry, I think City Hall has got to be one of them. I much rather, I much prefer City Hall, Lovers Rock, than like Lovers Rock First Cow. And I think like, sure, then it's, it's then it's City Hall, Lovers Rock, and then we can put uh, Orion Lee in, as the supporting person. I guess. I mean, I mean, I really like that performance. 
I no yeah. no no. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, this yeah. is the really thing. Like it's like this is not just we have um, to put first cow some. I mean, it's a little that, but it's also like I do genuinely like that performance and would rank it among the best supporting performances of the year. Yes, yeah. I, I have it in like the top few supporting performances um, as well. Yeah, this is like the thing of like you saying like you only have like a few things that you care about. It's like I think first cow is like really good, but like City Hall is like in my like top three movies. It's like. Let them all talk, Martin. Okay, and, so and we're like, saying you can keep. No, this is just me defending it. It's like a yeah. city hall might be. I might like let them all talk Martin in city hall. We I think we finally had arri- arrived at a movie where I feel that way about it. <laughs> um, that drops Grand Bazaar out, right? Which is like, yeah, I under so I understand that there. other people aren't passionate about it. I just think it's a supremely cool movie as a. As a yeah, I'm disappointed that it's been dropped. Uh, the out, person who uh, it's like, Can I guess some people s- have have this reaction to like, uh, to to City Hall Hall, but I just really appreciate like the novelty of it, and it's like mm-hmm. I understand that some people are just like are willing to see it as like a gimmick and like can't see a lot of value past that for me, but I really appreciate the in, like the swing of like what it's trying to do and what it's doing, and it's like. As just like a fun thing, it's like a sixty-minute movie with good music, where it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to formulate in my head what the special award that would go to it would be. <laughs> the palm to good I mean, vibes or whatever, like this. <laughs> yeah, I have. It's one that I like have nothing against, really. Like I, I can just like appreciate it as like, it's great looking and like the the music is like propulsive and like just enjoyable um but it's one that i just like it's like that's sort of it for me right. i mean like yeah it's because i can like close my eyes and like picture it sort like it like it sort of imprints on yeah, your brain I mean, it's in like, that way um remember when the skype song hits and it bangs though the skype song is so good it's like <laughs> i do think name about that five often. moments <laughs> in the movie is better than that yeah. i mean i could but i agree that it's incredible um <laughs> So yeah, um, looking at the list right now, we only have one thing with no pencil in, and it's just our second supporting. What uh, is in, what is the first one in that slot? It's uh, uh, Orion Lee for first. Okay. Oh, I thought there was another thing in there. No, we we tossed, we, um, tossed around it. We we've tossed around. Yeah, I might say Rodriguez. I feel like Gina. I was I gonna like say Rodriguez I feel like Rodriguez or uh, uh, who was the other one or uh, the. Oh, I can't. I need to look it up so I get her name right. Uh, oh, I yeah, had a name written is down. good. Uh, yeah, Rodriguez or Yonya Jung, I feel like. Yeah, I have her too, written like, down. I like That's maybe my favorite of Minari. Um, she is my favorite of Minari by a hair. I like the mom. Just beating out. <laughs> I like right, the you, mom more. Yeah, Yuri Han is uh, Monica. She's good, too. I mean, that's- like... That's a movie where it's like I almost just like like the mom's performance and the rest I could take or leave. Yeah, the re- it's not a movie that I super love, um, and I feel the way about the grandma's performance. Uh, and also, I'm just like she's in a bunch of Hong Sang Soo's, and I think it'd be cool. <laughs> I I like that she's in a bunch of those. Hong Sang Soo is banned from um, yeah. this meeting. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's getting an honorable award later on. Just you wait. <laughs> I mean, we could um, do both the Minari women or we could do minari as a total ensemble i guess or i mean i guess the other big candidate i guess for ensemble for me would maybe be that we haven't given anything to his five bloods 
That's a good ensemble. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I yeah. I had like or I had I'm Lindo no longer an actor. Of... I'm at this point more attached to giving something made up to uh Minari. No, something made up to uh uh the Grand Bazaar than to giving an ensemble award. Okay. I mean I mean we can do as many made up special awards as we want. Like we said we were going to try to stick Did to we? Two. I don't remember that yeah. agreeing to that's that. That's what we oh. did last year. And that's what I said at the beginning. Okay. Of the One of them is going to be the achievement of neorealism going to never really something. Yeah, that I'll say that's all. And that's also other. got one more. I'm not happy, but I'll let it slide. But, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, we can do Talia Ryder in supporting. Also, I've got her on the list. I think she's incredible. Yeah, that's also my fun. opinion. Is that it should go to a brown person, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's also fine. I have a lot of the. Uh, I think it should. I think Gina Rodriguez. Okay. I that's listen that's higher on my okay. list than Talia. Yeah, Ryder. Gina Ryder is maybe my yeah. supporting performance of the year personally. I haven't like done my list yet. Yeah. She's so good in that, that movie. I mean, I think yeah. she's like the, why that movie works. And <laughs> personally, I mean, maybe. I think there. I that movie is like one that I like was surprised that I like it as much and as that I think about it as much as I do. She is like, uh, stunning. And <laughs> yeah, it's like there'll be yes. other people I could like seed for would be. Kirby from Mangrove or Bozeman for Five Bloods, but I, yeah, like I have other ones. That I that think like I think Five be... Bloods is a good ensemble. Like even it, though that's a movie I don't fully love, I feel like that's yeah. that's a movie where I think all the performances are good and it's I think it's very good people working off of each other. Um. Yeah, I'm, I had a name written down. This is just pointless, but I had a name written down and I didn't remember who it was. And then I looked him up. Uh, it was Daniel Algrant, and it's the guy who's the author from Let Them All Talk. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just I was like, who is this? What is his name? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that's up. a very weird performance. Uh, I think that he's I like. So good. I, I think uh, yeah, he's yeah. good. What um, if we take City Hall out of jury and we give Marty Walsh a supporting? <laughs> <laughs> He's lead. <laughs> that is true. He is the lead. I guess Boston would be lead. Yeah. I'm not having this conversation right now, but we're not giving any documentary appearances and acting award. <laughs> hey, listen. It's lead. He seems. He seems like an actor to me. Am I right? Oh boy. <laughs> All these politicians—they're so inauthentic. Am I right, folks? Mm, no, 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 no. Marty Walsh is not that. He's—he's he's really acting, um, and he's really acting in this movie, is my suspicion. But I mean, that was a joke. I think. Do we I think want it's fine uh, a quick we... rundown of what we've got yeah, so yeah, far yeah, yeah. to it, see it, if there's anything to say that? But like, yes. Are we just happy with Gina Rodriguez? I'm very happy with Gina Rodriguez. I think yeah. she's great. I think that movie is great. It, should, it deserves recognition. Yeah. So then it's just like, what's the other special award? And Helen is back. Great. What What are the other special awards? It's either an ensemble or it's something to Grand Bazaar. I think that's... Colin, you came up with a lot of them. Do you have any? I mean, a lot of my... <laughs> like, 
my special awards, I had a different idea of what it was going to be, where mine are like nonsense. Itch them. Let's hear them. I want to I mean, hear. like, best, like, this one barely even counts. I have, like, best everyone is going to come to this one in time is On the Rocks. I feel like that's a movie that, like, people uh, in a few years are going to be like, oh, that movie's Amelia great. Right. It's no, not, that's why it it's, like, qualify, a yes. special mention for me. Right. Um, and then I had, like, uh, best final piece of the puzzle is the Travis Scott song from Tenet. <laughs> um, we talked about music supervision. Like I, I did have like best needle drop, um, kung fu fighting. Mm-hmm. A lot of good music in movies. This but yeah, our special awards are very serious. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We're a very serious awards body. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it's and a then I have like, go ahead. No, I've just I've got like other shoutouts that we'll do sure. later on. Go ahead. I mean, so is there a compelling alternative to giving an ensemble award to something? I mean, bizarre, bizarre, right? So this is a thing. <laughs> uh, a movie similar to the Grand Bazaar that I'm like not super in love with, but I appreciate a lot um, and think about often that could earn its ensemble award is Crestone. A movie I love and has a lot of good... Because I think about... like has a lot of good performances in it and it's like playing with a lot of yes. interesting stuff. Uh, I did have a special mention for the guy on the bike uh, with the loaf of bread. Um, I, yeah. I mean... And I what think would like, what would be the contenders for ensemble? Let's just the Five Bloods, Minari, uh, Shirley. I would say Shirley has a solid ensemble. Yeah, um, the Nest maybe Black Bear. The Nest is like kind of only those two. Yeah, the me. Nest like, isn't very ensemble. Sure. It's like I don't think the kids yeah. are like. I like the Palm Springs ensemble. Like the I think like some of the supporting performances in Palm Springs are very exciting. Um, um, let me look at this list. Mangrove. Mangrove. Yeah, Mangrove, Mangrove would like be a very uh, good ensemble. Mank. Um, I know uh, some people feel less excited about this movie, but I think Baccarat is a good ensemble. Yeah, I mean, yes. I think the people in that movie giving That's good performance. True. There's like a lot of people giving good performances that I think are yeah. so are like sort of deceptively like very good. There are also yes. I would I, say it also is maybe the movie with the highest percentage of bad performances in it that I like this year. But uh, yeah, that's I, like the thing about ensemble for me is that none of them are like sticking out. There's a lot of like very good ensembles. There's none where I'm like, this one is worth making an award for. I mean, I like I like the yeah. ma- like whenever they're like in the rooms, like all talking to each other. I think the mangrove ensemble like really pops and it's like really silly, and I like them all a lot as like a unit. And I think like what what they are representative as and their like thing. Yeah. But I think if we have two like legitimate like other awards that we want to give because we aren't that exci- excited about the ensemble that much, I am fine. Yeah, right. Like, if I were going to pick an ensemble, it would be Mangrove or Minari, but, like, neither of those are, like... Yay! I mean, yeah. I do think the Mangrove, like, the nine are, like... They all get their moments to pop. Like, when they do the thing with the cutout is, like, 
I think about that a lot. Um, yeah. But I mean, similar, like the ensemble that I love, like where is already represented elsewhere. Like, um, the, like the, the ones that I'm like more excited about are already represented elsewhere. Um, except right. for like, like Mank, I think is really, really fun. Mank. Um, but yes, I'm fine with like something going to what a, something what else that's like not an ensemble. What about a award for just like looks great? Just like so Grand Bazaar. I mean, Grand Bazaar is up there, yeah. Yeah. Grand Bazaar is almost. I mean, if we're talking like cinematography. Yeah, I yeah I said looks great more than cinematography because I'm I'm also I'm also like. Well, production design and like other aspects of like that contribute yeah. to making a movie oh, look very good. Mm-hmm. Which is uh Yeah. Where Jesse is gonna hate on Emma again. But that movie I feel like the yeah. That I love that. I love that. Because <laughs> that is a like fucking gajillion movies that look like Like that. what? It's insane. That's not true. I avoid movies that look like it that. It looks so good. It's like... Just all the patterns, like, everywhere. The pattern, yeah. like, yeah. Everything, like, all the sets. There's, like, so many... Just, like, costumes and, like... Like, facades of everything. I think about it so much. And, like, cinematography also, it's like... It's also good cinematography. And then, it's like, Jesse... From what I've heard, I'm just, look like... Look at Ang Lee's Sense and Sensibility and tell me that that looks the same as Emma. Those are very different looking movies. I see what you're getting at generally. Okay. So I'll just say the thing that is a mostly a trailer observation about Emma, but that I've been thinking is like it's just like you know what I won't say it. It's too dumb to say. Wow. That's never stopped any of us. A rare before. yeah, a rare self censoring <laughs> moment on Can I Kick It <laughs> where we decide a thought is not worth expressing. <laughs> If you don't say it, I'm locking it in. <laughs> okay. I watched Emma. I wa- Mainly I saw the trailer and I was just like, oh, someone saw Love and Friendship and was like, I can do that. And you can't. You 100% can. It is better than Love and Friendship and it looks better than Love and Friendship. Love and Friendship no. is great and it's like hilarious, but it like that looks like every other period piece. Basically, Emma is like radical in how it looks. What? It is. It looks insane. Like I that movie. The costuming, yeah. the what? pattern, the, the costuming is design. insane. Yeah, it's the like all. Were ugly. Oh, you're a maniac. That's you're a bizarre. Maniac That's a bizarre <laughs> assertion to make. The Grand Bazaar is just. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm gonna fight for this one. I want no. <laughs> I want best looking to go to Emma. <laughs> I'm on board. I will hang up the call. <laughs> yeah, that's not allowed. And so I mean, my audacity recording. Right. That, so then you just have no more say in anything, and we can just make executive decisions without you if you want to storm off the podcast. Um, what if it's a tie between both Emmas? I mean, look, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's like marginally better. Still not acceptable. What do you think is the best looking movie, Jesse? What do I think is the best looking movie? Awarded or unawarded? Right. Well, let's uh, say unawarded. Unawarded? 
Yeah, unawarded, it's easily the Grand Bazaar. What if that's the tie? <laughs> do we not have a tie elsewhere? Oh, we, we do. We have a mind. tie. Yeah. I guess it's... We have uh, Putting... Oh! <laughs> No, because then, I mean, Jesse still just won't agree if I drop City Hall for him. <laughs> yeah. That would be, uh, yeah. What? I think Emma's got to get best looking. <laughs> no. It looks uh, three to one. Okay, <laughs> I'll drop, I will drop my Grand Bazaar Crusade. You can't have Emma. That's, no. That's not fair. <laughs> three to one. No. Best looking? Yeah. It, for that I, movie? It looks so what? good. Yeah. Almost unquestionably. No! <laughs> That's uh, bonkers. I don't, I feel I'm, like it's I'm not at all list. bonkers. I think the only movie that is even comparable looking, even awarded, is Martin Yeah. Uh, oh, it's awarded? Yeah, uh, Let Them All Talk looks better. Martin Eden looks not, better. Let Them All Talk, uh, I love. Tenet it, like, looks better. It's just cool looking. Like, it's like, first Cow, uh, I can't say First Cow looks better because I saw that movie in 360p. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty confident. I feel like you watch better. Emma in like 180 looks better. I'm thinking of ending things. Looks yeah. You uh, quote unquote watched better. Emma. <laughs> you used Emma as a podcast. <laughs> um, What's it? I mean, look. I guess we're just shifting to another award. Uh, that is what I'm calling. Yeah. That's a Bobo move. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna we're gonna yeah we gotta we're gonna release a, like a yeah a protest statement out separately of like we the members of the jury. <laughs> what if we give Emma best looking and then you get to give the black bear award to the best black bear and it's black bear. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care that much about black bear. Black bear is a movie I like. A Do we want to start bear. just like locking in things? Hard locking them. I think everything except these special awards is locked in. We can't go back because it's gonna be too crazy at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Should we start giving out awards then? I mean, no. We have to finish. Yeah. I mean, what's 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 left to do? Maybe we just don't give out a second special award. I mean, it seems like we're not giving out a first special award. We've got achievement in neo realism to never realism That is what we've got as our special award. Standing up, walking away. Come back, I'd much rather give Emma best looking than achievement in neo realism to never really. Sometimes, always, one of those movies is in my top ten. One of them is not. Is what I'll say. I don't see that happening. Maybe we just drop. We what if we each get one special? Colin said something gross while you were gone. That's not true. Leo. <laughs> I no, said something you did. that almost everyone would agree with, probably. No. Listen, I mean, yeah, I guess. Let's just give awards, and then we can each give out our dumb special awards. Let's just do that. <laughs> Where do we want to start? We start at screenplay. I am a... This is Jesse's time to shine. Best screenplay goes to Charlie Kaufman for I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yeah, I mean, this movie is like... I mean, as a work of adaptation, it's taking a, a book that is like... 
I can't decide if the book is just not that... The book has, like, something to it, but it's either not that compelling or it's just bad. One of those. I don't know. I can't decide. I didn't even quite finish it. It was not... (laughs) It was not uh, making me go, like, ooh, I gotta finish this book. Uh, Yeah, and he... It's great. It's, uh... You know, like, all that dialogue in the car is, like, uh, so good. The the big sort of... And then you've got the two sort of uh, set pieces with the house and the school. And those are... Those are maybe less writery, but I think the way they're constructed... The way they are structured, which I think is kind of a screenplay thing, uh, I think is really great. Yeah, happy to give best screenplay to Charlie Kaufman. You do it when you can, I guess. Yeah. Um, next would be supporting. Yes. Uh, which is Lee. to talk about? Oh, Ryan Lee. What's the other Lee. one? Gina Rodriguez. Uh, and Gina Rodriguez. Right. Let's and do Gina Rodriguez first because I feel like Jesse's going to talk about Orion, and you know it's better. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. In a I'll talk about Orion then. Talk about Orion Lee. Okay. Um, he's very good. It's like it's almost weird to call it a supporting performance because it's like a two-hander. Yes. But yeah. I think mm-hmm. the movie ends up being a lot more Majaro's story, and he is like sort of within the plot of the movie supporting like ma- what Majara is doing but he's like playing a very yeah. recognizable thing that I appreciate which is just like a guy who recognizes that maybe he doesn't have like the full scope of like a plan uh, like a plan to become rich or like ambition but he's like very determined to make things happen for himself based on like other people at the end very determined to make this thing his like friendship work with Majaro's character and I think in a way that's very admirable I think he comes in as like he's like extremely charming he it's a very good physical performance the way he like carries those scenes of like selling the cake when he's in the tree tree, but also like when he's selling the cakes out there and he's just like sort of pitching and like bringing people to it I think he's like Mm -hmm. it's like an incredibly charismatic performance and it's like if you have the chance to give an award to a classically trained clown, then you have to. You gotta. We love and it. We, yeah. We love now them. we got two Kaufman and uh, O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, Rude. Yeah. Now we're <laughs> classically trained clowns. Andy's gonna talk about. Sure. Absolutely. Gina Rodriguez. I think. Yeah. She. Like I said earlier, she's sort of the performance that makes uh, Gajillionaire work for me. Right. Because like up until she enters you're it's like you're gonna be spending all this time with these people who are so far like have such like a step away from like reality and from like and like they're so mannered and so and then she comes in and she's just like a regular person in a way that like she's exactly the type like you can identify exactly what type of regular person she is and you can also see why she is drawn to these people who are like a little bit off kilter and why she like wants to to like connect with them and, and spend time with them and get in on like their like weird 
uh, uh, non-traditional lifestyle, right? Um, and I just, yeah, she's so, like, she sells that so well. And you, and you really, her connection that she forms with both, you know, with the family in general. And um, why am I blanking on her name? Old Dolio. Yeah, Old Dolio in, in particular. I think it's just, like, so delicately drawn and so, like, special. Uh, it's just, like, and she's, like, really funny also. Like, it's just, like, a really, yeah. like, knockout performance that I think is uh, just, like, stunning to watch. Yeah, we talked about it on our episode about Kids Air, and I think, like, there's other performances, like, in the past that I think about a lot that have, like, done similar things of, like, playing someone who is, like, uh, just, like, where it could, they like, someone could play that as just, like, a bubbly person, but I think Rodriguez, like, really has, like, uh, like you were saying, like, she is, like, real, but also just, like, light and funny, and, like, the moment I think about so much of when they're talking about, like, the pancakes, <laughs> and it's just, like, small stuff like that, or when she says that, like, she's like, I love the Ocean Eleven movies, when they're talking about, like, that they're gonna do this heist or whatever, and it's, like, you know... It's just such a good performance. <laughs> Extremely happy to give that to her. Um, I think we take a break from performances and give out the jury prizes. Okay. All right. So the jury prize is uh, a tie between Frederick Wiseman's City Hall and Steve McQueen's Lover's Rock. Somebody talk about City Hall. I think that's Colin. I mean, yeah, City Hall, like, Amelia was talking about that there's, like, maybe I'll be misrepresenting when I say this, that there's like not a lot for him to connect to emotionally in city hall or the Wiseman's that he's seen. Um, I think I could, like, I might agree with that, but it is something where it's like, uh, it's like not, it's like just so transfixing. Like I was excited to see it. Cause the, like I, the only other Wiseman I'd seen is at Berkeley, which I think mm-hmm. really is like that one. I get the emotion from, and that one like has an yes. effect on me much more. So, um, so I was like excited to see it. Everyone was like talking about how great it was. Um, and, but that was like, it's like, you know, four and a half, like five hours long, like not a joke at all. <laughs> like it's so long. And I was like, this is going to be like worth it, I think, but it's going to be like a slog maybe. And like when I watched it, I was like, this is one of the easiest movies I've watched all year. Like I, I yeah. said it like, you can just wa- like the pillow shots of like the dump truck, like just chopping stuff up. Oh I could watch yeah. that forever. Like, it's just when like they like, like yeah, that. when they like put the grill in, and you're like, is it gonna yeah, be able crazy. to do the you grill? Like, and they, it just like demolishes yeah. the grill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it turns it into juice. Um, and like I, I said it on Letterbox, and I said it earlier that like, to me, Wizen's camera feels like so unobtrusive, and like, it's just a documentary in a way that like, I don't really think about as like if I think about a documentary, maybe it's like extremely reductive to think about it in a specific way because they can be anything but I don't think about it that way and when I was watching it I was like how is he doing this like and it's just like people just talking about stuff like there's the guy who is like talking about like archiving stuff for like the archaeological digs and it's just like experts talking Mm -hmm. about things and the and like scenes like that and then you have like there's just like there's there's so much that you can like of just like what these people are doing of just like talking and I'm just like gripped the whole time and like some great like comedic moments of the guy getting like trying to get out of his parking ticket and he like you know it's just funny to hear like a Boston person literally say like park the car (laughs) just like as a bit I think it's great Mm -hmm. and like 
uh, it, it's like my favorite directed movie of the year, and I think my favorite edited movie of the year, even though it's like you know so long, but it's everything is like in its right place. I think. Uh, Amelia, do you want to talk Lovers Rock? I mean, it's fucking Lovers Rock. What's there to say? I mean, I think it's probably also my favorite directed and edited movie of the year. I think it captures like. Not, I don't necessarily want to make this a quarantine thing because I think that's a trap that we can fall into too often. But it's just like pandemic vibes. Yeah, it's, but it's just like I have been to many dance party. I've been to many a party growing up, and and there's always like a fe- there's always like a feeling in the air that I think it's hard to like both describe and portray because it's just like this feeling of this like mass of people all moving in different directions but moving in the same direction at once and it's just like this like be forced through the air that is like carrying people and this uh, and that's like the music that i think lovers rock ca- is like it captures more than any other movie i think i've ever seen it's just like there are like just like shots of like people holding hands people touching people rubbing together that are just that are just like capture something that i think is often ignored in movies which is just like it's nice physical intimacy is i think a beautiful thing and it's like a very nice thing to capture and so it's and it's just like it sort of almost moved me to tears. Like, I think I talked about the silly games moment when we talked about whatever, when we talked about Love Rock on the podcast, but it's just like such a beautiful collection of just like, because it's a movie about this party where it's like, in it's like non-pure dance segment. It sort of captures about how like these people are some are on the same page and it's like a lot of different people from a different yeah. walks of life and they're not all like, like they're not just a mass of people which i think is an important thing to communicate in a movie like that it's a bunch of different people who like through this music are like coming together and feeling the same way or like maybe feeling a different way but are feeling the the different way together and it's just like there's a beauty of it to it that is just like indescribable and made me like long for that sort of thing in real life and it's like I could go on about Lover's Rock all day and all of the things that I think it does wonderfully and excellent and, like, why I think it's just, like, an amazing film and not and not just, like, a sort of, like, formal experiment or just, like, a dance party being captured. I think, like, every single element yeah. uh, works together perfectly and I think it's one of the be- It's my favorite thing I saw this year. Yeah, the silly game scene, like... I think is undeniable. Like when you, when they drop the music and you can hear the footsteps and it's just like Amelia was saying, just like showing like specific parts of people's bodies as they're dancing and everyone's singing along. It's like something like, it's just like pure electricity. Yeah. I think it's like insane. Yeah, like, it's like the only other director I've seen some, do something similar. It's like Claire Denis and like let the sun shine in, which it like has all yeah. these like shots of like people touching and people holding hands. But like Denis makes these movies that are about like, how like desire and like physical desire in particular in a lot of cases is like the destruction of the human soul and it'll just like ruin you for wanting things and i think that is like a very cool point of view and it's like why i love denny but like making a movie that is just like the beauty and the pleasure of those sorts of things it's like something i am like 
particularly in the mood to respond to very well right now, and that's what I think Lover's Rock captures particularly well. 100%. Uh, Jesse, do you want to talk about Tally Metal and Norma Cooling? Of course. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, you have this kind of first first act or so of the movie where it's very much about their relationship and you can start to kind of see the holes for a minute and I think they they perform that really well I think you know who both of them are immediately even though and even though they it takes place over a number of years and they both change throughout those years you, you can see like oh yeah they're both still those people that they were at the beginning and it makes a lot of sense uh but then the moments that do really stick in my mind are the big moments. You have yeah. uh, Norma Coolig's monologue, uh, which is probably like the point at which the second act switches to the third act, uh, where she's just like, w- why am I so fucked up? And she talks about the cat, and uh, obviously that scene is... Uh, that is the scene that hit me well i mean that that maybe is individually the scene that i think about most from this year but then the scenes that maybe hit me emotionally even harder are the two scenes that uh tally metal has towards the end of the movie the one that is uh where she's telling her daughter about how she met uh joe yeah. the norma Coolig character that is such a beautiful scene. It's and insane. She's per- yeah. And she's, you know, performing that with a child uh, actor. And that's just like, uh, that's so good. Uh, and then, of course, the scene at the very end where she breaks down, uh, which I think can feel like too much for some people, but I think her performance really grounds. Yeah. Yeah, the scene with the kid is, like, one I think about often. It's, like, insane. Um, Speaking of performances that we think about often, Andy, talk about Hugh Jackman and Bad Education. Yeah, I mean, Hugh – so, yeah, right. The performance I think I saw earliest, maybe, of all these movies, because I saw it at Mm -hmm. TIFF in uh, 2019. Uh, And just, like, the the way it leverages, like, Jackman's, like – like I talked about like he him in showman mode right like he's like the ultimate like I'm gonna like overwhelm you with like out with effort and energy like performer right like he can he's like I'm gonna sing I'm gonna like all this stuff and I think the way that like it uses that energy in bad education where it's like this guy is like gonna be putting on a show for everyone who like comes to ask him anything about his school district and is like and is so like in the way it captures like his obsession with like uh appearances and stuff right i think about the scene where like you see him like going in for like a facelift all the time uh and it's just the way that he is captures like the yeah the unrelenting drive of this of this character who's like gonna get his school district to number one no matter what and is gonna like it is not uh and and the way that he tries to hold on to everything as it crumbles around him i think it's just like it's just an extraordinary performance and i think it like i think about it so much in the way of like of of what 
you know this the 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 movie has to say about like what we look for in our leaders and what we look for in our like in people who are in charge of things and 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 you know and what we're willing to like brush aside in 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 the name of pursuing like some some version of greatness that we've all that we have like maybe collectively agreed on but maybe we shouldn't have collectively agreed on i just think like jackman like represents all that like to a t and it's like it's just like a really remarkable performance uh and and yeah he's just he's just he just like it it just uh is so intense and, and comes off the screen in such a exciting way i love him in that movie this is a, a this is a way that somebody described Wolf of Wall Street once, and I think it's like so, it's sort of weirdly applicable to this movie, where it's like Wolf of Wall Street is a very good movie about like once you have like nice things and the life you want, it's like very hard to like stray away from that, no matter what you tell it. Yeah. No matter what mm-hmm. else you want to do, and I think his performance, particularly in Bad Education, is like a very good capturing of that. Of just like he's a person who like for like circumstances outside of his control and for circumstances that are shitty like sort of had to like s- success sort of came through some form of duplicity and it's just like how hard that is to shake when you have as much success as he is and how like he wears that all in his face and it's like it's tough because it's like he is like I don't want to call anybody just, like, a bad person because it's, like, sort of a boring way to look at it. But he's certainly doing a lot of things that aren't great. But he is also Mm -hmm. still... You still sort of, like, feel for him as, like, the facade fades because you can see just, like, how much effort he was putting into being that facade and just, like, how tiring and how, like, the toll that it takes on his body. Like, I think it's sort of, like... It is very interesting and it is a good choice to, like, make that character a person who is like has gone through a lot of plastic surgery which is i feel like something that especially for like male actors is like not something that is like often discussed Mm -hmm. and used and to like use somebody who like looks as good as hugh jackman to like portray like somebody who's like trying very hard to look a particular way like obviously no shots on like plastic surgery or whatever i feel like it's a thousand percent fine but it's like it exists in a very interesting space and I think he's giving a like very rich layered performance and I think he's very deserved yeah speaking of rich layers Emilio talk about Christopher Nolan <laughs> directing Tenet <laughs> I mean it just fucking slaps man it's just it's a movie I enjoy thinking about a lot. It's a movie with a lot of exciting action sequences. It's a movie with a lot of, like, very dumb lore. It's a movie with a lot of cool phrases said. It's just, like... <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's just... It's just, like, such an enjoyable experience <laughs> for me all around. It's, I think it's what I'll say. And it's, like... Do I think it's perfect? No. It's, like, maybe, like, not my favorite Nolan... It's, like, not even close to my favorite Nolan movie. But I think what it's doing... I think it's maybe doing better than a lot of his movies where it's, like... I think for a person whose movies are often categorized as, like, hard to, like, explain or, like, difficult to understand, I think he sometimes has a problem with, like... I think his movies are all like very obvious and I sometimes I appreciate the obviousness and sometimes I don't 
But I think Tenet is a movie that I think is genuinely hard to read from what I, in a what is this saying standpoint. And I find fascinating to think about. I think Pattinson is incredibly charming. I think John David Washington is sort of dorky and incredibly charming. I think it has a lot of good, like, weird side performances. Like, the guy at, like, the weird plane vault that is, like, giving them the presentation. Himesh Patel come, yes. throws heat for, like, two scenes. And it's just like, it's it's a movie that is just like so elemental for me that it's almost hard for me to describe what I enjoy about it. But I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I second all of that. Uh, so Jesse, do you want to talk about our Grand Prix winner, Martin Eden? I could try. It's a hard movie to talk about. I mean, um. So this is uh, kind of Pietro Marcello's breakthrough onto the mainstream scene. It kind of we never really talked about it. I mean, it it premiered. I'm just gonna provide a bunch of background because I can't say anything smart about the movie. Uh, it premiered at Venice in. 2019 where Luca Marinelli won best actor deservedly it, so uh, yeah I mean he's great uh, Carlo Cecchi is great uh, is his kind of mentor figure yeah he's uh, a, yeah yeah uh, but then yeah it won the it was in the platform section at TIFF which was interesting for a Venice competition movie and it won that uh but yeah, it since then has been a movie that uh, people have been really excited about it. I think all of us caught up with it uh, on the later side. I yeah. mean, it. I think it was scheduled for release in like April yeah. uh, at one point and then got eventually put out in like October and we all caught up with it in December, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, uh, from what I understand, it's kind of like a, he's done like some kind of more experimental and more, uh, some like kind of documentary hybrid stuff. And this is kind of like a synthesis of all of that into a much more mainstream movie that is still super individualistic, uh. And yeah, it's like it, it. He clearly is coming on the scene as like this is a guy to really watch. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. the um, and I would say it's like a, I think a reason why it speaks to me is that it's sort of the type of movie that I sometimes bristle at. It's like very. It's like there are certain aspects of it that it's like sort of um, God, why am I forgetting his name? But uh, Look no, the the person I'm trying to compare them Sorry. to. Asayasi, where it's like a movie that's a lot about like mm. debate and like dialogue and like these points of view being like fought between these different sides that I again I bristle at I've made my thoughts about nonfiction known on this podcast many of time I think that's movies <laughs> do do and I don't like watching it at all but <laughs> I think it makes those points more compellingly because I think it like it uses the full like breadth of like the cinematic experience. I think it uses Martinelli's performance mm-hmm. in an ex- in like an excellent like f- fascinating way. I think it uses like the different change ups in cinematography, like with what Jesse talked about. It's like different like 
uh, the different modes he's operating, like some like proto documentary stuff, some experimental stuff. Like no movie has like I've never seen like the beauty of like writing captured in a movie. I think as well as it is in Martin Eden, I think it's like the like the way it shows its reverence for like the people and then shows how like cer- that sort of like curdles th- through Martin's point of view I think it's like a beautiful thing and it's like uh, Fran Hoffner had a very good like take on this movie that I think I responded to it and I sort of read before the movie which is like w- sort of like uh, it sort of made me understand it better and like get it better which is like it's a movie about like whether the writer can ever fully be the comrade and I think that is the internal debate that I'm fascinated about where, where it's like it's a movie about whether art is a like an inherently selfish thing to to sort of produce and make and and having like the singular point of view is is it is that like is that going to disconnect you from the people naturally and i think it has that debate in a fascinating aspect while also like recognizing the like flawed humanity of its main character and just like the people around them and I think Martinelli's giving a good performance Keki as Jesse said is also giving a good performance I think the women in it are giving a good performance so I think it's like it's a movie that I think excels both like conceptually and I think what it's trying to say and also aesthetically I think it's gorgeous which is like it's hard to be more positive on a movie than that yeah Marinelli or yeah Marinelli's incredible like easily one of my favorite performances of the year and I think uh, the texture of that movie is just like insane like one of the best looking movies of the year like very very close to Emma Um, and now we're at it folks our second ever Palm Dolly (laughs) going to Steven Soderbergh's Let Them All Talk a Colin favorite yes yeah. It's yeah, it's my favorite movie of the year. I mean, uh, we talked about it earlier. Andy touched on a lot of the things that I like about it. Uh it's like it's hard to say that it's just like a great vibe is like why I love it so much, but it's just such a great vibe. And I think like uh some of the, like the other categories like I had it like in case we didn't give it the palm uh I had it in ensemble. I think yeah. Shan, Weist and Bergen are all like incredible. Yeah. And like uh, the scene um, where hedges like tell ask Jane if he can kiss her, and she's just like, uh, "Well, uh, <laughs> Jesus!" It's like uh, it's such an incredible moment. That whole thing, like their whole relationship, is great. It's so hedges I had in lead, yeah. like w- maybe my favorite performance of the year. Like it's he's an actor who I've liked a lot, and like uh, a bunch of mm-hmm. other things. He is like perfect in this movie. He's so funny and just like. Uh, there's like a bunch of just like great things that he says in it you know cool phrases to quote Emilio Um, and then like Soderbergh just going like High Flying Bird was one of my favorite movies of 2019 and then The Laundromat was such a turd uh, that I was like yeah this is gonna be cool he like made a movie with like Meryl Streep on a boat like really quickly and then it's just like perfect and it's like yeah he like shot it on a like a this like experimental red camera like on a wheelchair like just rolling around set he would edit it every day and there's like no script it's just like everyone's improvising and like Soderbergh as someone who just constantly is like doing not new things but just like fun and like energetic things like I just find it so just respectable and like to there's like just the one scene where they go 
they like talk about going dancing and it just like cuts to them in the club at this like in this cruise ship and the camera's just like rotating back and forth as this song plays and it's just like such a fun like that is like what I love from Sudberg is just like here's like five seconds of just like, this like crazy thing that's like just cool looking because it's fun like and then yeah I mentioned Daniel Elgrant as like the writer who is like this pulpy writer that everyone's obsessed with and Streep has no idea and he's just like a filmmaker buddy of Soderbergh's who's been in like the girlfriend experience uh, and he's just like incredible he's just like this weird guy who talks really slowly and I can't stop thinking about him and then, yeah it's like just no question my favorite movie of the year yeah I really loved it like I really liked it a lot too like it's it's I think it like it's such like just I, the way that it is like so much about relationships and like tracking relationships and like what is the status of this person's relationship to the other the whole way through and like the way that all those are sort of mapped out which I imagine is like partially like what the like screenplay was because like the you know they talk about like a lot of the dialogue was improvised but I think the way that it's um very uh mapped out uh to um to all that stuff I think is like is it's just so, such a pleasure to watch uh and like yeah it's like so many performers just at the top of their games like playing like exciting unexpected characters you know I think about the moment a lot towards the end with uh the where Candace Bergen and Meryl Streep like come to their understanding finally at the end and like yeah. that like the pregnant pause where like Meryl's like oh like that's what this is like okay like I didn't expect that but like it's 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 yeah I just I I think it yeah it is the movie that sort of yeah that that maybe captures 2020 best to me of like we're all stuck in a boat and we're all oh. just trying to figure out what our relationships to each other are uh, and I in, love, this, in this weird circumstance I love the Thomas Newman score like incredible alright uh, special awards or are we or are we, we doing maybe ready here, right? I mean Colin right. say the rest of your spe- the Colin's specific special um, awards so yeah uh, I do have just like things that I wanted to shout out that I know like all four of us didn't see uh, Spree I think is great Joe Keery is incredible the assistant is incredible uh, Julia Garner like such a great performance uh, Garrett Bradley's time I really like a lot um, and then I think the only thing other thing I had was to shout out the bike guy from Crestone which we did um, yeah a lot of good movies this year uh, a lot of movies that I that we all saw this year basically that aren't 2020 movies so I won't talk about them, but see you next year. The woman who ran and Undine. Sure. Shout outs to the Emmas. Uh, That's all I got is. Uh, yeah. Yes. Look forward to yeah the, the Emmas. Yeah. Definitely shout those out. Look forward to the let them all talk commentary sometime soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. With that, you can follow us on Twitter at can i kick it you can follow us on letterboxd at c-i-k-i pod where we will unveil these awards as a letterbox list after people have had a chance to listen because uh no spoilies yeah we say at the Uh, end of the podcast (laughs) are we i mean you can find me on either of those platforms at jp Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs. Um, Any plug? 
Uh, no. Damn. Great. I don't know. We'll get you. We'll get you back. <laughs> I'm just not doing anything. Great. <laughs> hey, I feel you. Uh, look for our Sundance coverage coming soon. All right. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy. Uh, you can follow me. Oh wait, oh. wait, 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 wait. If you have the uh, access to ESPN Plus, uh, uh, Theo Anthony's subject to review is like a thirty for thirty short. It's like uh, thirty five minutes. Uh, it's about. Uh, Hawkeye, the tennis replay system, uh, it's really, really great. It's a fun way to kind of prepare for Sundance. Uh, and, you know, there might uh, there might be other ways to watch it, but I know it's yeah. on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. Great. Uh, I'm Andy. You can find me uh, online at AndyTGerm on Letterboxd, Twitter, I guess Instagram, etc. Um, the... Yes, I guess a couple of movies that we didn't, that weren't qualified, I want to shout out. What the Constitution Means to Me, I think is really great. Wolf Walkers, I think is really great. I really recommend checking both those out. We didn't really talk about Vast the Night either, because some people don't like it, but that movie's also awesome. Uh, uh, if you like what you're doing and want to kick us a few bucks, feel free to visit our coffee, uh, ko-fi.com slash kanzi. Uh, K-C-A-N-N-E-S-I I'm going to do it every time now I'm going to every <laughs> single time I'm going to replace the C with a K accidentally um, uh, yeah I think that's all I got Cullen wow no plugs um, I'm Clatchley on everything C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y uh, the plugs got to go to freaking Mamma Mia movies they're so damn good Mamma Mia 1 incredible Mamma here we go again incredible two like masterpieces of cinema <laughs> Uh, I watched them let both like last week at the time of recording and I can't stop thinking about them and can't stop listening to the ABBA songs. Five stars each. You should watch Amelia. the Dunkirk matchup. Mashup is just it's the best thing they have to offer. Um, you That's can follow true. me on Twitter at I'm Left Alone. You can follow me on Letterboxd at I Left Alone where I'm bringing the heat every single day. In terms of movies that we didn't talk about here that I would like to shout out my two favorite movies that did not get any shout out in this episode because we did briefly talk about Cresto which is like my fourth favorite movie of the year are Masaki Yuasa's Ride Your Wave which is an incredibly charming beautiful yeah, looking movie you know I'm always going to bring the anime heat everybody should watch more anime and The Way Back Drunk Ben Affleck hell yeah he teaches those kids how to play basketball what's not the love so solid. <laughs> Do they win the championship? Andy, you, you gotta, gotta watch it. It's a wild it's ride. Right. Um, yeah. Amelia just reminded me of something else we didn't mention. Uh, History of the Seattle Mariners. Incredible. Yeah, a very good, a very good thing that everybody should watch. Also, yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four rules too. A lot of great. What are we doing? Here. What are we doing? All sorry, right. sorry, 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 <laughs> Jesse, say the thing. Yeah. I'd like to really. Our audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.